I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half feet wide, 13 to 14 foot tall, pitch black. The one thing that ran through my mind when I had this encounter was I don't have a big enough gun. Your host, two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years, William Jevning. Welcome to Creek Devil. Hello everyone, welcome to the Bigfoot Breakdown. Hopefully I get through this recording today. I'm uh, kind of battling a nasty cold this week, so uh, my focus is just a little off. But um, So David and I are here today doing the, uh, it's a 1959 Foreign Service Dispatch to Nepal. Um, and I thought about this today. We don't have the full staff here today. We're going to be doing um, the Chetco Monster next week with the full panel. But um, I saw a comment from somebody that yet again uh, in, in YouTube on our channel is pushing the thing about the U.S. Army, specifically the National Guard, Washington State, uh, supposedly making Bigfoot official in one of its uh, uh, documents so uh, manual and, and of course they were saying well maps and pictures and all this stuff and it's not true i mean uh, number one we're have, talking about the army corps of engineers right right and you know number one i have yeah, yet to yeah. see actually anybody produce a copy of that and believe me you know having spent 10 years in the army the army makes lots and lots of copies of documents so if any of that was real there yep. would be one floating around somewhere if they did do that oh, yeah. it, it was tongue-in-cheek but yeah Right. So if we want to look at something that is real, people kind of overlook this document. And I guess while it isn't official recognition of these creatures, it's probably about as close as you can get for anything that's actually in governmental purview. So I have the, uh, this document comes out of the National Archives. And I have the National Archives page up right now on my other computer that has this document there and what it says and i'll just go through it here and anybody can look this up you go to the national archives and we do a search type in the word yeti and you'll find this Uh, it says government regulations for a yeti expeditions in nepal on november 30th 1959 the american embassy in Kathmandu issued this memo outlining the regulations for american mountaineering expeditions in nepal to search for the yeti or abominable snowman they believe by some to reside in the Himalayan mountains. Interest in the Yeti spiked during the 1950s. This prompted the government of Nepal to issue regulations for hunting Yeti hunting parties. The U.S. State Department's memo restates Nepal's policy, which stipulates that all Yeti expeditions must pay the Nepalese government for a permit, photograph or capture the Yeti but not kill it, turn over any photographs or Yetis captured to the Nepalese gov- or officials, as well as any news or reports regarding the, its existence. So, basically, they could go look for them, but they couldn't keep any of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, then it comes down to the document. Now, I know some people would say, well, they spelled, where it says Foreign, foreign Service Dispatch. And they'd say, oh, they spelled dispatch wrong. No, that's not correct. That's how they spelled. Well, there's a difference. Okay, when you when you look up the spelling of that word, how it's spelled on, the, on this despatch, I guess it's D-E-S-P-A-T-C-H. It's actually a verb. That word is a verb. It means to send off to a destination for a purpose. 
so that's what this is. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dispatch, the sending of someone or something to a destination for a purpose. So that's why it's spelled that way. Uh, it's spelled specifically that way. So, so it's dated November 30th, 1959. It's stamped December 10th, 59. And it basically states uh, there are at present three regulations applicable only to expedition surging for the Yeti and Nepal. These regulations are to be observed in addition to the 15 clauses as listed in Mountaineering and Scientific Expeditions in Nepal. So it goes down to three regulations are as follows. Hey, hey cuz. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to point something out yeah, to everybody that's listening. This is from the American Embassy in Kathmandu. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Oops. Okay. You know, my new computer has all kinds of little things that want to pop up while we're recording. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number <laughs> The first regulation is royalty of, and I don't know what, RS5000 says slash Indian currency. Now, I remember this is in the 1950s. So, um, we'll have, so this Indian currency will have to be paid to His Majesty's Government of Nepal for a permit to carry out an expedition in search of the Yeti. Number two, in case Yeti is traced and can be photographed or caught alive, but it must not be killed or shot at except in an emergency arising out of self-defense. All photographs taken of the animal, the creature itself, if captured alive or dead, must be surrendered to the Government of Nepal at the earliest time. Number three, news and reports throwing light on the actual existence of the creature must be submitted to the government of Nepal as soon as they are available and must not in any way be given out to the press or reporters for publicity without express permission of Nepal. And it has the uh, the ambassador's signature, Ernest H. Fisk, counselor of embassy. Yeah. It's it's interesting, though. I mean, it's like it says basically, well, it's it's okay to go do this. you got to pay a fee. But if you get anything... Now, even news reports of any substance that points to the actual existence of the creature, you have to give it to the government of Nepal, which I, yep. I, I find very interesting. Um, and it sort of makes you wonder, well, is this the reason why nothing has ever come out of that part of the world, really? You know, factual. It sounds like they're trying to cover it up. It does it's kinda... like they want the proof if it's real, but they don't want anybody else to know about it. That's kind of my feeling on it. I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, you think about how famous it is today and how quick people jumped on it then so much so that the government got involved and they know people are going out to look for it. I mean, they're already making money off of it because the royalty of RS5000, that's 5,000 rupee in Indian currency. Okay. So you got to pay them money to do it. Right. And then anything you find, they want it. So, you know, they're they're profiting off of it, but it sounds like they want to keep it secret too. And you have to wonder, you know, with and, and I this is a curiosity to me, why was the US State Department involved in that something with Nepal? Primarily the people doing right. primarily people doing the Yeti expeditions were British back in the fifties. So why was the Unless US Unless they set that up? 
Unless they set that up because any American explorers or scientists went over there to do that, they'd have something in place? I don't know. Well, the question is, I mean, something that's not supposed to exist, why would they even bother? Exactly. You know, I mean, who who cares on something like that? They're, they're, they're sure trying to profit off of it, that's for sure. Well, the money part, you know, I can, as I can see, it's not too big a deal, you know, but the fact that no evidence unless gets they were doing that to try yeah unless they were trying to do that to dissuade people you know you can do it but you're gonna to have to pay a fee so maybe they figured that would turn people away or maybe both well mountaineers had money i mean because it wasn't cheap to go up to everest and places like that so i don't think that That's was true. so much a deterrent i don't, I don't know what how much five thousand rupees what that translates into well I just checked it up. Sixty point one three U.S. dollar. I just came up. Right? I just came up with one rupee equals zero point zero one two United States dollar. Yeah, so five thousand would be sixty dollars and thirteen United States dollars. Right. So not not a big deal. Not a big deterrent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll take that back. <laughs> well, I guess it's up to you, folks. What do you think? You know, let us know in the comments. And with that, you got anything final, David? Nope. Just a very interesting document. I don't see why they would have gone through the trouble of making it and sending it if there wasn't really something to it. Yeah, it's it's all very curious to me. But, you know, people, people again, they want to jump on things like this business with the U.S. Army that's more nonsense than reality when you have documents like this that are in the U.S. National Archives that are real. I, That's I, true. I suggest people recheck their focuses. But again, folks, it's up to you. What do you think? Let us know. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open out there. <laughs> <laughs>